You are now listening to the I Should Have Captained podcast. Game McFall and I should have captained any one of Romelu Lukaku or Cristiano Ronaldo. Let's go. Firmly in the box. We're going now on to game week five, but I just want to do a quick recap of game week four and all the things that happened. I had a great game week. I wildcarded into game week four, as that has been my strategy for a long, long time, where I wildcard in game week three, um, right before the international break, depending on how I've performed in the first three weeks. You've got three game weeks of data to make decisions from. The other alternative, if I usually um, start off strong, is to wildcard in game week seven. That's usually the October international break. So there's two international breaks to pick to wildcard from. That's usually been my strategy, um, depending on how well I perform. So you arrest any mistakes right after game week three. However, if you're starting really strong, there might be some players that you don't want their price to get out of range. So game week seven-ish is usually when that happens, or game week eight, if I remember correctly. But no matter, uh, we move on this current game week. To begin game week four, we had Crystal Palace three, Spurs nil. Spurs were previously, hadn't conceded any goal. And then you knew it was off to a bad start when Dyer got injured and came off. Of course, that then puts Tanganga um, with a red card later on down the line. And so you knew it was not going to end well. However, I want to quickly mention Crystal Palace have improved in terms of their style pretty quickly. We can see what Patrick Vieira is trying to do with this team. Defensively solid. However, their attack has a fluid base um, to play. So um, two goals from the debutante uh, Odson Edward, and for the last <laughs> podcast, I remember I couldn't remember his name properly, but it was Odson Edward, and he scored two. His price six point five. What's an introduction? What's a huge, huge introduction to the Premier League? Um, and it was nice to see him coming with a bang. Two goals for him, six point five, owned by two point seven percent of the league as of time of recording. Uh, Wilfred Zaha, Wilfred Zaha scored. A penalty priced at 6.9, of course. We're expecting more points from him so far, but it was nice to see him get a goal and an assist in the game against Spurs. Uh, to round out the assist column, Conor Gallagher, 5.6 at the time of recording. He has now blanked only one game against Brentford. Two goals at West Ham, two assists now at Spurs. So Conor Gallagher, 5.6. And remember in the last podcast as well, we talked about how he is... He's just ripe for the picking. Like certainly if you are looking for somewhere to go with 5.5 at the time, I recommended um, Damari Gray and then Conor Gallagher. And it is nice to see them both performing at that price range. So really, really great. Now they're above 5.5, of course, uh, Damari Gray 5.7, but I'll get to him shortly. Conor Gallagher 5.6, certainly worth having in your team. They do play Liverpool next, which is not going to be an easy game, but considering um, Spurs were previously unbreached and also West Ham were looking like a sensible team. Crystal Palace finding their shooting boots is nice to see and I'm sure they could get one at least at Liverpool and I would not be surprised if Gallagher is among um, the involvement. 
Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal won Norwich nil. Um, finally, Arsenal has scored. Uh, so <laughs> the trolling is is now going to stop, unfortunately. But Arsenal do have a good run of fixtures. Um, their goal was from Aubameyang, a scrappy goal, with an assist from Pepe, um, Nicolas Pepe. Um, Pepe is 7.2, while Aubameyang is 9.9. So certainly decent pricing for both of them. Considering they play for Arsenal, it is still slightly overpriced again because last year they did not perform very well. I think FPL has rated them simply by reputation here, by giving them those prices. But based on the performances we've seen last season and so far, I still think those prices are a little bit inflated. But no, no um, all fair play to them and the respect for the Arsenal branding. Uh, Arsenal have Burnley next, Tottenham, Brighton, and then Crystal Palace. So winnable games, but again, it is Arsenal. So um, I'm not going to be expecting much. Should have enough to beat Burnley. Should have enough. However, um, I would not be surprised if it's a draw. I think the Norwich game was so close to a draw as well. On the Norwich side, um, there wasn't much to see there. Um, just want to mention that Omobami Dele, who is 3.9, 3.9 started and finished that game. He will be somebody to look at in the event you want to work hard later down the line. A 3.9 he could be bench fodder who could give you that one pointer or two pointer if your starter doesn't play. That will enable you to get a number of big premium players if you can have a 3.9 starter at the back of your bench. I do not expect you to play on Mobami Dele at any point, but of course, in terms of structuring your team, you're usually going to get a four point something player who isn't playing anyways. If you can get a 3.9 who plays, that turns out to be great value on your bench. All right, so uh, on to the next game of the game week. Brentford nil, Brighton won. This game particularly hurt me because I had Raya on as my starting goalkeeper. Um, Brighton scored, I believe, in the 89th minute, and it was Trossard. Keep in mind, I do have him in one of my fantasy draft teams, so I was happy to get that point, but I, I'd already won my matchup, so I didn't need Trossard to score. <laughs> um, so that's the thing about FBL. Sometimes you, you want certain outcomes. Um, you can be happy about it, but also sad at the same time. But um, Brentford played um, respectably. Um, I think they also should have come out with a draw. I think that uh, last minute goal was a bit harsh considering how they played, but it is what it is. That's FPL. You have to hold out all the way to the end. It doesn't matter if you hold out till the 89th minute. The assist from was from McAllister who came off the bench. Um, I think he's played quite well. He's actually had two returns in four games and he's only finished one game. So um, McAllister was there. Now, um, keep in mind that Brighton play uh, Leicester next. So in terms of clean sheets, I would not expect one, but Leicester haven't looked particularly convincing as of yet. Um, but um, I think Brighton could hold out for a draw, but you never know. Uh, on the Brentford side, if you have any Brentford players, you might want to get rid. After the Wolves game, which is next in game week five, they've got Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, and Leicester. Now, like I said already, Brentford have definitely been defensively solid. However, I do not think they have enough to keep a clean sheet in the next four of the next five games. Wolves, a potential possibility because Wolves seem to not know how to score for themselves. They need assistance. However, Liverpool, West Ham with Antonio back, Chelsea with Lukaku on fire, and maybe Leicester could be the one where they keep a clean sheet. But out of those next four games... um. 
I, I don't see how Brentford keep clean sheets in any of them. So Brentford defenders will probably be on your bench at that point. Over to the game I mentioned already, Leicester nil, Manchester City won. Vardy did score a goal that got chalked off for offside. So we know Vardy can still score. However, it was nice to see Leicester play quite solidly against City. It took one, I think, I wouldn't, I don't know if it was a mistake or not. But when Bernardo scored that goal, you could see even for City that they were very excited because Leicester had been stubborn all game. Quick, uh, and the goal was from Bernardo, the assist from Juan Cancelo, Joao Cancelo, sorry. And of course, Joao Cancelo is 6.0. He is starting and finishing every game. Mendy is in police custody. So we already know that, you know, in terms of competing for places with Cancelo, he can play on both sides of the field. You've got Walker on one side on the right, and then you've got um, Zinchenko as a deputy on the left. So the only time Cancelo will get a rest is if, you know, Walker and Zinchenko play. Otherwise, um, there's not going to be a reason for Cancelo to rest. Cancelo can start on the right, he can start on the left. So I'm thinking... At 6.0, we may want to consider Joao Cancelo because he's, he looks assured, irrespective of what Pep tries to do. Um, one thing I also want to mention, this was the first time, I believe, in maybe three years that Pep has named an unchanged starting eleven. So um, <laughs> that is something. If the Pep roulette stops, could that be something? We've got Laporte at the back, you've got Diaz at the back, and then, of course, um, Kyle Walker at right back. So that gives you an, a plethora of options in Man City's defense. It doesn't seem like anybody's interested in trying to outscore them, of course. Um, Spurs, when they scored, just completely parked the bus and hit them on the counter. Nobody else is going to overwhelm them. But I'm waiting to see the Manchester United-Man City game. I'm curious if United would take the game to City or they would also just play on the counter. It'll be interesting to watch that. But anyways, my point here was Cancelo, 6.0, might be worth watching. If you're going to get Trent anyways... Maybe Cancelo might be a better option and saves you 1.5. Just something to watch there. Manchester United 4, Newcastle 1. It was the return of Cristiano Ronaldo. And I remember in one of my group chats, I begged people, buy Ronaldo. Buy, don't wait for it. On Clubhouse, I said the same thing. Don't wait. Take this Ronaldo boy, 12.5, buy him and move on with your life. Because what you do not want is to see CU all over the timeline and you are just watching it because you know it's coming and I can't remember who it was who was someone was telling me how you know you want to wait and see and I was like ah buy Ronaldo and wait I don't think <laughs> but anyways I think a lot of people heard my advice because I, I just kept on begging please get Ronaldo anyways two goals for Ronaldo one goal for Jesse Lingard and Bruno with a wonder goal as well on the United side and they just can't seem to keep a clean sheet this United team and I don't get it but the goal was conceded from them um, to Javier Manquillo. Assist from Pogba with two of them. Luke Shaw with an assist. Greenwood with an assist. And of course, on the Newcastle side, Alain Saint-Maximin. Alain Saint-Maximin as well. He has blanked only one time so far in the last four games. Saint-Maximin at 6.5. Now, again, he's classified as a forward. But we already know that Antonio's injured. Some of you might be looking for options. If you want to downgrade, St. Maxima is starting to look consistent. I do not think he's going to give you explosive points. Like, for example, an Odson Edward might. Um, I don't think he will do that at any point, but he is starting to build out that consistency of offensive points. 
So six at West Ham to start off the season, blanked at Aston Villa, a goal at Southampton, and now an assist against United. So if he keeps this up, it'll be interesting to see how many people might consider Alan Sigmaximan at 6.5. I think I've said enough about United. Just go and get Ronaldo. (laughs) Nothing else needs to say. Now, last thing I want to say on United, Uh, Fernandez was thought to not be as essential, but by scoring that wonder goal, will he now find other ways to get his points? We think he will, but Ronaldo seems we're just going to hog all the explosive points. So, Ronaldo is going to be captainable. Um, and of course, to mention Ronaldo, he's priced at 12.6. He has already gone up by 0.1, owned by 40% of the league already. Wow, what a man. What a player. Anyways, um, Southampton nil, West Ham nil. Um, it was nice to see El Yunusi play quite well. Um, there's also another gentleman, Broha, who came on um, towards the latter stages of the game. He looked interesting, hit the woodwork. Um, he's been impressive so far in other games. He's also scored his first goal for his international country, Albania. So he might be interested in giving either Shea Adams or Adam Armstrong a run for the starting position at striker. So it'll be interesting to see how he develops. He is priced at 5.0. Just somebody on my watch list that I saw briefly. So Broha at 5.0. The Western side, of course, Antonio got a red card, which means he's ineligible for the next game week, game week five. As a result, he has already dropped from 8.0 to 7.9. So it'll be interesting to see what people do to replace Antonio. Um, But for a number of people, um, they might just hold through game week five because Leeds comes up after. And we already know Leeds will give you a game. They won't sit back and try to defend. So it might be an, it might be an, uh, an exciting return for Antonio with points against Leeds. Or you might just get rid, have Ronaldo and Lukaku and move on. Watford nil, Wolves two. Goals from Huang, who is the new player signed, I believe, from the Bundesliga um, and he's priced at 5.5. This is his first start, not start, sorry, his first, uh, his debut for Wolves. And of course he got a goal, a scrappy goal off the, uh, on the goal line. Um, two assists from Marcel and of course an own goal from Sierra Elta. I have Marcel, so I got those nice 13 points. Super excited to get that. Um, Marcel is now priced at 4.6. Um, their fixtures look very, very exciting. They've got, for um, Wolves, of course, they've got Brentford next, Southampton, and Newcastle. So if you want to jump on board that Wolves defense, it'd be a good time. I think in the first three games, they were highly unlucky to have conceded. But if you look at the opposition they played, it's it's understandable. They played Leicester, conceded one. They played Tottenham, conceded one. They played a, a very good Manchester United. In my view, outplayed them and still considered just the one. I think going forward, showing what they've shown against three strong teams, I think they have enough to keep clean sheets at Brentford, Southampton, and Newcastle. So that looks like six, six, six. If you want to get in on it, Fernando Marcel at 4.6. He's only owned by 5% of the league. So that could be a differential as well. Um, I want to mention Samedo had two golden opportunities to score and he wasted them. Now, if you come even slightly more clinical, at 4.9, that could even be better than Marcel. But I think Semedo will continue to be abysmally poor. So for that reason, I will stick with Marcel and try to take as few of the um, offensive points he might bring. 
Chelsea, three. Aston Villa, nil. Romelu Lukaku, what more can you say of the man? 11.6, owned by only 28% of the league. Scored two goals, enough for three bonus points. I think he had only had like, what, two chances? The first one where he just completely removed the defender. I was just, it's just so impressive how this Chelsea team is built for a striker like this. And for me, that Tottenham game is still not a deterrent. I know the fixture difficulty rated at a four, but based on what we saw of Tottenham against Wolves, I cannot see how Tottenham can hold up against Chelsea. Just too strong, just so much better, in my opinion. I don't think that Tottenham game is a deterrent to getting Lukaku. However, they do play Manchester City in game week six. But after that, after that, from game week seven to game week 11, they've got Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, and Burnley. Ripe for the picking. Of course, I'm holding Lukaku through Tottenham and City. I don't expect much at the City game. Maybe just that one goal. Maybe. Maybe that would be a bonus. But certainly, I think Lukaku is going to smash it from game week seven all the way to maybe even game week 12 because it's Leicester away. Just, man, I'm just excited thinking about the prospects of these points. I, I think you can hear it in my voice. Just the excitement of what Lukaku is doing. Oh, anyways, Lukaku with those points. Um, I also want to quickly mention it is the return of Reese James. So Reese James could be an option. At 5.6, he was suspended because he got the red card at Liverpool. So he might be back. I'd be worth considering. For now, personally, I have Alonso doing that. I think that wing-back style of play is highly beneficial to the wing-backs. Um, one of them, of course, Alonso at 5.7 and Rich James at 5.6. Um, of course, I know it's Tottenham, but keep in mind, they already have uh, Tanganga, who's suspended, Daya who's injured, is going to be Sanchez and potentially Romero who's making his debut for Tottenham. Um, they won't have played together at all. So I don't expect a lot of chemistry. And as um, Crystal Palace have shown us, they can be had. So I fully expect Chelsea to come out firing and just embarrass Chelsea. That's what I expect. But if they don't, of course, I won't be shocked, but I'd be surprised. Aston Villa, on the other hand, Watkins was back. Um, so it was good to see Watkins and he had a number of shots. And I think in a, with a worse goalkeeper, he might have scored one or two. But Mendy was just that good. And Chelsea really should have conceded. But again, when you have a really good, when you have really good quality on your team, that is what happens when the system eventually breaks down. Quality shines. So uh, for that reason, get a Chelsea defender in addition to Lukaku at whatever point. And on the Aston Villa side, uh, I think Watkins will be the one to watch over Danny Ings, actually, in my opinion. Um, that's what I saw. I might be wrong, but I think Watkins at 7.3, due to his injury and not being able to play the first three games, 7.3 might be worth having from game week eight. Remember at the beginning of this podcast, I talked about the strategies of Union Wildcard. From game week eight, even if Watkins doesn't score in the next three, they play Everton, Manchester United, and Tottenham next. From game week eight, Aston Villa have Wolves, Arsenal, West Ham, Southampton, Brighton and Crystal Palace. So those games have an opportunity for points and I think Watkins could be the guy. Ings is still on penalties at eight, but Watkins, in my opinion, might be that guy. On to the next game of the game week. Just give me a second here. Uh, I think I may have lost my settings. All right, yeah, well, well. All right, on the next game of the game week, uh, Leeds nil, 
Liverpool three goals from Mane, Fabinho, and of course, Mohamed Salah. Assists from Thiago and Alexander Arnold. Alexander Arnold at 7.5, owned by three, 35% of the league. Just playing like a midfielder, quite frankly, in terms of producing points. Um, he's now got two assists so far, and he's also got um, one clean sheet in that. Sorry, three clean sheets. I, was, I looked at the wrong stat. Three clean sheets in that span as well. So just producing those points like a freaking machine. He has not blanked at all yet. Just want to repeat. Trent Alexander-Arnold has not blanked at all this season. Six points at Norwich, 12 at Burnley, four at Chelsea. Despite conceding, he got two bonus points. And now leads with an assist, clean sheet, and three bonus points. So Trent Alexander-Arnold, if you do not have him, as I talked about before, it is okay to forego those points early. If you get the value in other players when they rise, sell them off and transfer into Trent Alexander-Arnold. That is the strategy I'm going by. Of course, I'm missing out on these points and it sucks, but I think I'm covering quite well. I had Marcel, for example, and I have um, Alonso, who I think will give me some points. And I think his price rise will catch up at some point, maybe a six, where I can sell him off for a little bit more money and go get Trent, who I really actually want. Anyways, that is part of my strategy I'm thinking about. Manny, just want to mention at 11.9, even though he got eight points, completely wasteful. Could have had a hat-trick. Really should have had a hat-trick. Not even could have. Should have had a hat-trick. Just so abysmally poor so far. Again, I know he got the points and I have him in some drafts. But my goodness, this man is wasteful. And I don't understand what's happening to his finishing. Anyways, uh, on to the last game of the game week. Everton 3, Burnley 1. Goals from um, Michael Keane and Josh Townsend. And of course, our boy, Damari Graham. Assist from Dokure and of course, Townsend as well. On the Burnley side, uh, Ben Mee scored and Goodmanson had the assist. Uh, what more can we say about Damari Gray? 5.7. He's not getting a lot of shots, but in the last game, he, scored, he had four shots and still scored one of them. Um, in the previous two games, Brighton and Leeds, he didn't shoot a lot, but he was scoring. And now we're seeing his confidence build. So he's taking a, little few, a, more, a few more shots. Keep in mind, um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is still out for a few more uh, weeks. So... The team is now, is now spreading their goals around. Coming from Damari Gray, coming from Dokure, coming from Townsend. Who would have thought in 2021, Townsend would be a viable option? <laughs> oh, wow. 5.4 and just Townsend. A goal and an assist. A wonder goal, I might add. Doesn't score a number of great goals. It doesn't score a number of goals, but scores really great goals. What a strike. If you, have, if you missed it, go check it out. Wow. Keep in mind. Pope, who he was play, uh, who he scored against, is about six foot seven. Oh my goodness! Wow, what a shot! Owned by one point two percent of the league. At five point four, I still wouldn't go for um, Townsend. I think you can get better value from Conor Gallagher and Damari Gray, but if you do not have that five point six, five point seven for those guys, Townsend might start to become an option at five point four. So I'm going to add him to my watch list, um, as I've already said. I've got Damari Gray in there, Conor Gallagher in there, El Yanusi from Southampton. And I'm also watching out for our boy Adama Traore at six. But again, you want to get as much value from fewer players as possible. With that, ladies and gentlemen, we move into game week five. I wish you guys all the best and I'll catch you again in the next one. Peace. Peace.